It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. We've got a good show lined up for you today. Mike Muller is going to join us. He picked up the win up at US 36 Raceway here on Sunday. We're going to talk to him a little bit about um, all of his uh, his experiences that he had here in the Midwest, in the heartland. Uh, we'll talk to him about all three nights, Humboldt, 81, and US 36 Raceway. We'll talk to him about all three of those races. Um, not a very good night at... Um, 81 had some uh, motor woes that night so we'll talk to him about that and more when we uh we get mike on the phone here in a little bit austin how are you doing today my friend you doing all right everything going good yep doing all right yeah so uh I th- is the biggest news of the day since yesterday since we were on the air it is tony stewart going to make his nhra debut is that the biggest story you think austin yeah, I I don't really remember see or uh, there's nothing really else that came out since yesterday besides you know Tony's announcement. Right. So, uh, what do you think about that? You know, Tony was pretty critical of NASCAR here just recently and said that uh, he was just about done with NASCAR. Do you think? Do you think there's any chance that Tony Stewart will get out of NASCAR? Uh, eventually, do you think that he'll pull out of there and, and, and leave Gene Haas to run that organization by himself? Do you think he'll get out of NASCAR? Uh, I mean, there's a possibility, but I don't, I don't see him doing that. Uh, he has, I don't, I don't really see that have, ever happening. He's, there's too much money involved. Uh, there's you too think? much money. I mean, if. I mean, it would open up a lot of money for him to, uh, you know, further invest back into the sprint car team and back into, you know, Leah and Matt's, you know, drag team. And, you know, if, you know, if he's, if he's, I mean, he's won some championships as a team owner and he's won championships as a driver and he's, he's been able to have a championship, you know, winning team and, and has won a ton of races as a a team. And I think, you know, at some point I I, I can kind of see in Tony that he, he's not going to be, He's he always wants something more, and he's always striving for more, isn't he? Pretty much, and yeah. you know he's he's done just about anything he can, you know, you can name to do. And in NASCAR, he's won the five hundred um, as a driver and a team owner. Has he won as a driver? I don't think he has actually. I think he was just won it with Kirk Kirk Busch in, in twenty seventeen. But yeah, I mean, uh, it wasn't really no surprise to see him, you know, start that drag team up. And um, you never know, he might might you know sell his share of the cup team and and go and try and and take over the drag racing world like he's you know already started doing yeah you know joe gibbs do you remember when joe gibbs had a uh drag racing team do you remember that back in the day i did not i no i did not know that he uh he had a team yeah joe gibbs had a uh had a team and and was very good at what they did um so I'm, I'm thinking that maybe Tony Stewart's looking at this as an opportunity 
How do you think he's going to do as a driver, Austin? Um, you know, Tony Stewart was known as one of the best drivers in the world at one time in his career, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? He was known as one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think that he'll do as a drag racer? Do you think he's, uh, he's kind of getting up there in the years? It's all about reaction time at the line. How do that you think he'll do? Like a John Force. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, if, if John Force can be, you know, how old's John? 70s? He's in his early 70s. Early 70s? Let yeah, me I mean, if that out. guy can can go really close and, and get off the tree and still win races, um, that doesn't mean Tony can't do it. And John Force is 73. He yeah. was born in 1949. Yeah, that, so Tony, Tony will be all right, even though he's in his 40s, but... Uh, it's about reaction time and and to be successful in and what he started racing in and that was dirt, um, and now successful and and you got to you got to have good reaction times and anywhere and anything you drive. But um, you know especially on super speedways and um, you know I think a couple different things that Tony has has driven and been a part of in his in his oval career might benefit him on off the tree and um, drag racing is is won by having good equipment. And good reaction time, and if Tony can, you know, get off the line and and you know have you know good equipment under him, which he will, um, no doubt he and, and give pe- good people behind him, he's gonna he's gonna do well and succeed. I mean, there there will be a learning curve, and do I expect him to go out there and win the first race? Probably not. And I'm I'm not trying to make you know drag racing sound like it's it's not hard. I mean, it's it's a tough sport, but um, it's 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 a different discipline you have to be good in. No doubt about it. Do you think he'll win a round? Do you think he'll go win round number one? I mean, he might. He might. I think he can. I mean, he could easily win win the whole program. But yeah, it's just about you know experience and and not making mistakes. And uh, you never you never know what can happen in in drag racing. Yeah, he's going to be driving for McPhillips Racing, and uh, Mobile One is going to be the sponsor. Um, no surprise there, I guess. Right, Mobile One being the the title sponsor to his top alcohol dragster team. I, I'm not surprised by that, right? Mobile One's been no, with him. He's, yeah. yeah, he's been with him for Ever. for a long time, and that's that's the the great thing about uh, you know different partnerships. And you can even though you leave maybe one sport to the other, they'll still follow you and and be a part of of your program. And we see that with you know his dirt team, his his cup team, and now his drag racing team, and then whatever Tony personally drives. You know, everybody that believes in Tony is going to follow Tony, and that's that's what we're seeing right here. Yeah, it, it, Tony's kind of got a little bit of a cult following, doesn't he? Wouldn't you agree with that? I mean, it, it, let, let, me t- let me give you a little bit of an example. One time, Deidre and I, we were in Walmart um, in Knoxville. Tony walked up. I know Tony pretty well. And we were sitting there talking, me and him and Deidre were standing there talking. And all of a sudden, there was a mob of people. Tony had his back to the mob of people, and they were walking towards him like they wanted something from him, right? Or wanted an autograph, wanted to talk to him, whatever. And I looked at Tony, and I said, Tony, there's a mob of people coming towards you right now. He goes, thanks a lot. Him and Deidre took off, and him and Deidre went walking around Walmart 
shopping. He he was trying to come up with some um, glow-in-the-dark fishing lures, and he was going to put them on a fishing pole and throw them out there to where people would try to pick it up, and then he would reel it in and try to take it away from them. This was Tony's you know, way of having a good time, I guess. But anyway, I, I, I think Tony... If, if it's really known, I think Tony would like to probably leave a more secured life and not be so out in the open and out in public with everybody. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. What do you think about that? Do you think Tony is more about he'd rather be by him, hang out with his friends and himself more than hang out with a bunch of fans? What do you think? Uh, that's every professional race car driver that has a, a big following um you're constantly invaded by by fans and media and at some point that gets old and you just want to you want to go live your normal life with with nobody bothering you and you know that's that's like what we see with another great example is casey kane i um you know i we were parked across from casey at lakeside uh with the outlaws and just the amount of people before the races, during the races, after the races down there was like, man, if I was Casey and I was trying to race and had a really good night at Lakes, I think you made the dash and trying to focus on your job here. Um, I would not appreciate that. I mean, I, I would appreciate the fans and them supporting me, but I don't, I don't want you really around me while I'm trying to do my job. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I can feel, I would feel the same way if, if, you know, I was around, um, you know, that many people for, for quite some time. But you're not quite the social butterfly though. But still, I mean, you got a, you got a job to do and you know, right. you got, um, you, you have people there that are just, I don't want to say in the way, but, um, and, and the way of, you know, you doing your job. Yeah. Well, um, I hope the best for him. I hope that he does good. I hope that he gets out there and, and does well. He's been testing quite a bit lately with the uh, the top alcohol dragster, um, and it sounds like this McPhillips racing team um, has had some success. So it looks like he's teamed up with the right people. Do you think ultimately Tony Stewart will build his own top alcohol dragster team just for himself? Do you think? Uh, time will tell on that deal. If he goes out there and succeeds at it, he might. Um... You know, he parked his sprint car team a couple of years ago, and he doesn't really have, um, you know, he stepped into the, the owner side of that after he parked his car. But, yeah, I mean, if, if this is something he likes and enjoys and, and succeeds at, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, have a team and our car that runs, you know, select events throughout the year. Do you think ultimately in the end that he'll have a top, al- or, or top alcohol team, top fuel uh, funny car team, dragster, and do you think he'll end up fielding a pro stock as well? Do you think he'll end up doing that? Uh, I don't know. I the way I would do it if if I mean you got a good driver and, and Leah and Matt for both the funny car and the top fuel cars. Yeah, you know they're both capable of winning championships and races. And if Tony gets to the point to where he's succeeding and doing really well um, in the top alcohol car, I wouldn't be surprised to see him hopping to uh the pro stock car and and you know f- have three full teams and in, in nhra and go for three championships and uh you know i think that pro stock deal would would probably fit right into tony's wheelhouse 
um, and he might be, you know, it, it might be the perfect fit for him. You never know. So, uh, like I said, if he if he takes off and he does really well with it, um, I don't know why he wouldn't try and go and, and have three teams and, and go out and, and win three championships one year. Do, do you think that there's any chance that Tony Stewart will end up driving a top fuel dragster or or a funny car do you think if this is just a stepping stone to him getting to where he wants to be in a top fuel car uh he really hasn't said where he wants to be yet and interviews i've seen in the past but i think he's i think he might have tested a top fuel car once but besides that i mean i don't really have seen him really in it i don't think he really um would maybe want to compete against leah uh if i was him i probably wouldn't um but he probably doesn't want to compete against any of his teams, would he? I, I he's smart, and I I wouldn't do it. Um, you don't. But I mean, you, you go out there and you compete against. You know, it's no different from him having his you know two or three cup teams. Uh, you know, back when he won the Cup Series. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It just uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Um, Pete has a question for you. He he said that uh, Lance. We said that his. Wing tree was broken at the National Open. Um, and the question he had was, where on the wing would this be? Can you explain that to Pete? Yeah, so Lance didn't, all Lance said in his interview, it broke on the left side and they didn't get a camera on it. And there's three spots um, it could be broken at. So the first spot would be where the bottom of the tree mounts to the frame. Uh, the bolt could have fallen out, and he could have lost, you know, wing support um, on the left side. The pin that locks in the slider and the wing tree, so there's slides in it we can adjust your angle. Um, that pin could have fallen out, and it could have dropped the left side down. Or the third and final spot could be where the top of the wing tree mounts to the belly of the, of the wing, um, the bolt could have fallen out, um, or it could have broke the mount and shoved it through the belly of the wing. I think it fell out on the fr- or broke on the frame. Uh, I didn't really see any wing damage to the inside of it, but there, without them really saying, you know, what exactly broke, there's three possible spots on the left side of the, of the wing that could have could have failed. It, it for some reason it looked like something was wrong with it up on the right front of the wing, and he and he thought it was laying over on the left a little bit too much. What, does that no. make any sense or no? No. He, no. What he said was it, it with the wing being down the left rear, that wasn't. It was with it being broke on the left side. It was letting it uh, lay down the left rear too much and, and cause it to be free. Mm. What's what that? Said. And, 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 and what's that do to a car when that happens, Austin? Handling wise, what's it do? Uh, it sucks, but that's the best terms I can give it anytime you lose any any um wing function it, it it honestly takes the drivability out of the car if you if the slide breaks on the left side um you know you lose you lose the downforce to that corner of the car um you know if the bolt falls out of the wing tree that mounts to the frame you have you, you have no anchor point to get the downforce um from the left side of the board and that left corner of the the uh, top of it uh, down to the track so you lose all your left rear drive and uh, it's just the car's not planted in the track and it's just um, it makes it really almost undrivable 
uh, especially on a track where you're really wing dependent, you know, like Williams Grove. Right, right. Um, Chris, he's chiming in here. He says that uh, this is way out there, but I'd like to see uh, Tony, is who he's talking about, start an outlaw NASCAR series. It, it, is that possible that that could happen, do you think? Do you think with this, this series that he's running now, do you think that that could turn into something bigger and better eventually? It might. I don't know. I it, I felt felt I'm, like it lost a lot of energy from the first year to the last year. I I do too. Um, you know, if NASCAR wants to continue to push this electric vehicle deal, um, and Tony, I I don't really feel like Tony is as one to support that. Um, you never know what what he could have up his sleeve. But um, yeah, I don't see anything really happening. Yeah, that's, that's all kind of far fetched. Do you like those SRX cars? I, I'm not a big fan of them, to be honest with you. They they kind of look like a road racing car to me, don't they? A little bit. I. They're just. Uh, are they a late model? I don't know what they are. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I I I don't see Tony doing that though. I, I wouldn't see him getting. Listen, I don't think you want to push on NASCAR too hard, do you? He's making a lot of money over there a little bit, right? I mean, how much money do you think Tony Stewart makes a year off of NASCAR? Millions. Uh, that's, that's a good question. But, Millions. you know, NASCAR took away his truck race at Eldora, which cost him money. Well, that's um, true. You know, then he turns around and makes that S XRX series to compete, um, you know, along, the, along with them as well. So, I don't know. And they've kind of, you know, ran over Tony a little bit this year on a couple of things. So, yeah, you, I, you know, you don't mess with Tony very often. Uh, you mess with the bull, you get the horns at some point, and and Tony is the def is that that character. So, um, yeah, I mean, you never know what he can have up his sleeve. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so um, let's uh let's talk about what's uh, coming up here pretty quick here in the the world of motorsports. Um. I don't know if you heard, but last weekend, Matt Westfall, he picked up back-to-back uh, -back wins at Gas City. Did you hear about that? I did not. Mm, yeah. He's pretty good. He's pretty good uh, non-wing racer, isn't he, Matt Westfall? Yeah, I believe Matt used to be a modified guy back in the day. He's won, I think, a couple of Dora Speedway track championships and, uh, you know, started racing sprint cars back, I believe, back in the early 2000s. 2000 and he's in 2000 and he's been around for for quite some time and he's he's had some success success in, in both the sprint car and the crown car and um you know he's always a big factor when you go to eldora i always always see his name in the side of the top five or top ten and uh you know pretty cool to see him you know end off the year with with a couple wins at gas city yeah um how about the swanson brothers uh uh cody and tanner um tanner picks up the 100 lap feature there um, last weekend at IRP, and Cody ends up winning the championship. How about that? That's pretty. That's pretty big for two brothers to do that, isn't it? I'm kind of surprised you you talk Silver Crown racing. We didn't usually don't let me talk about it a whole lot. I like Silver Crown racing. I don't know where I. I, 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 I I'm I'm all about open wheel racing, bud. Just so you know. Uh, you weren't too chatty about Kaylee Bryson breaking two two records and almost winning at Springfield a while ago, but 
yeah, Cody came in there three points behind um, uh, Logan Seavey for the championship. And, and on the practice day, Logan broke a camshaft in his primary motor, his, his pavement motor, and mm. uh, spent all all night Friday night and a Saturday morning trying to get his dirt motor to fit in the pavement car and uh, never having issues with the oil pan and just other things not lining up. And uh, goes out there and doesn't really have that good of a qualifying effort. And Cody goes quick time, I believe, and, and earned three points and tied it up going into the feature. And uh, anytime you let Cody start on the front row of of the feature, um, it's going to be hard to beat him. And if you have Tanner there next to him, it's going to be even harder And because uh, those two are just going to pretty much walk away with the show. And, and that's what they did. And, you know, Logan just uh, – he really wasn't that strong on the pavement side this year. He had a couple good runs, but – um, you got to be almost, you know, perfect every night you run run with the pavement to, to even compete with the Swansons. And uh, he just came up a little short this year. But it, it normally you don't see really anybody compete with Cody for the championship. It's just, you know, Cody goes out, wins a couple races, a couple races at the start of the season and, and locks it up, you know, halfway or three-quarters of the way through the year. And to see it kind of go down on the wire, you know, with, with Logan is is really cool. And, and hopefully, you know, Logan can, can come out next year and, and finally get a championship. Um, who's better of the two, Cody or Tanner? Uh, Cody. Is he? Yeah. Well, Tanner picked up the 100-lap feature, so th- that was pretty big news. All right, well, listen, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, Mike Mahler is going to join us. We're going to talk about his win up at US 36 Raceway on Sunday and talk about his weekend here in the heartland, uh, about Humboldt 81 Speedway, and U.S. 36 Raceway up in Osborne, Missouri. That's all next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. 
So here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. And joining us now, everybody knows that we always pull for this guy when he's driving his late model, the 157. Mike Marler joins us on the show right now. Mike, how you doing? Hey, doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Hey, man, that, that, uh, a pretty big weekend here in the heartland. Um, let's let's kind of go through the weekend and start off uh, with your first night at Humboldt. What did you think about Humboldt Speedway? Oh, it was a uh, it was really racy. You know, I'd, I'd heard that it was kind of small, and uh, and I, when I got there, it wasn't wasn't as small as I thought. It was a little bigger than like Fairbury and some of those tracks. So. Um, so it was a uh, kind of a little Midwest bull ring, but it was it was really racing. Yeah. So uh, track conditions um, there at at, at Humboldt, uh, were you satisfied with it? You must have been because you came from seventeenth to run fourth, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we did. Uh, the track was was really good, and the longer the night went, the better it was getting. And uh, actually, qualified kind of bad. We you know the track was. You know, they start off with them kind of wet up there, and, mm -hmm. and, and 
the tire roll we run is a really hard tire when we come to that area. So, so that tire's you know hard to get going on on a track like that. But once it burns in and gets the gets the slime off of it, you know, it usually makes for a really really cool race. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it, it seemed like you 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 must have been able to take your car anywhere you wanted on the racetrack coming from 17th up to fourth. Um, uh, was there any special spot that really worked for you there at Humboldt more than others? Uh, well, you know, the, you know, I've, that's the first time I've raced in, I went to Lakeside, you know, once quite a while ago and didn't really have a great night and, and, uh, didn't, I can't say that I really learned anything. It was just kind of, kind of a night of, night of racing and, this trip was a little different, you know, that, those tracks, uh, um, are quite a bit different than, than other tracks around the country as far as how they get kind of, kind of dirty in the middle, but, but the dirty stuff you can still, still go in really well. So I was able to actually learn a few things about how to drive them and, and, uh, was able to get out in them crumbs and make hay and, and pass people. So, so, uh, it was kind of a no man's land, but to me, it was really, really a lot of traction in them. So, so it worked out really good. Yeah. So uh, let's move over to 81 Speedway. That wasn't a good night for you. You started fourth, but I think you threw a belt off, didn't you? Is that what I heard? I did, yeah. Um, the oil pump belt uh, shredded on me, and, uh, you know, I didn't, didn't blow anything up or anything, but uh, I was, me and, you know, Billy, uh, Sheppy won, and Billy Moyer got second. Well, I was, me and Billy was racing hard there, and I was kind of along beside him trying to pass him and uh, felt my power steering kind of quiver a little bit, and that made me a little nervous. I started watching my gauges, and then, that, then it went ahead, and it was unraveling the belt, you know. So I was able to shut it off and stop and didn't blow any motors up or anything, but I had to, had to pull in early from the race, and uh, it was a little disappointment, you know, because it was, it was actually a really good racetrack there, and uh just um you know didn't get to finish it but uh, i was looking forward to how that was going in because it was in having a heck of a race there at one time i think you could have threw a blanket over the first four or five of us in traffic you know so yeah no doubt so it was uh it was actually um it was really it was a really good racetrack was that your first time to 81 it was my first time to humboldt or 81 or 36 or any of them so uh oh. So it was, uh, it was, uh, I was a rookie on the whole trip, but, and you got some good tracks out there. Yeah, no doubt. Let me ask you about, uh, 81 Speedway. You know, they, they, that track for many, many years didn't have a wall around it. And, uh, they, they put that wall in there and, and it kind of tightened up the racetrack a little bit. Did you notice that a little bit down in one and two? It was a little kind of tight down there a little bit, isn't it? Um, well, you know, um, no, I honestly, it was, it was compared to a lot of the tra other tracks we go to. I, I didn't really feel like it was, it was any more tight than anything else. And, oh, and uh, you're going pretty fast the way the tracks made the straightaways are kind of long for what the corners are. So, so when you get down there, you, you need a little more room and, and you got to have some room to get slowed down. But, uh, you know, qualifying, I was able to go around the track and never really let off the pedal and run around there wide open so it was there was there was room enough you know to to get it done and uh, i think those walls i i can't imagine i would think the wall would have made it better I obviously didn't race before that but the uh um you know i had just a little cushion up against that wall just enough to help you make a little hay you know early so so i, I would think the wall would probably be helpful for it did did you change motors? Were you were you worried about the motor that was in your car? Did you did change motors, didn't you, before US thirty six? 
we did yeah and i had a spare car with me but you know that, that creates a lot of work back in the shop cleaning up two of them and whatever damage you might have on them so so while we had one car out and it was dirty and had a few few tire donuts and stuff on it we went ahead and just uh swapped engines and luckily i had a spare with me so we swapped the engine and and uh just precautionary it really the other motor i don't feel like hurt at all but got to pull the oil pan off pull the oil pan and have a look at the bearings before we run it again but but uh, yeah we swapped the engines and uh that ended up being a little bigger process than we thought it was going to be, but we got her in there in time. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so you, you move up to US 36 Raceway, which is right here in uh, our neck of the woods, and I did make it up there. I, I've been having some blood pressure issues, so I didn't want to get up there and walk around and drive my blood pressure up, so I'm trying to take care of myself a little bit. So I didn't make it up mm-hmm. to US 36 Raceway, but you started fourth. And uh, Chase Young, and he, he was kind of out there a little bit. Uh, talk about that race a little bit. Well, that that track um, was um, that was kind of the one that I kind of thought for the whole weekend would be probably up on the wheel, probably probably honestly more exciting than the other ones, and just based on the the shape of it and the banking and all that. And uh, it didn't disappoint. It was it was really. Uh, a busy place you know uh chase and i got to racing and not only chase it was dennis herb and tyler bruning and and mm-hmm. um we were really having a good race off you know in the traffic there too and uh uh but that that little track will get your uh heart rate up for sure you know there's a lot of a lot of huffing and puffing going on between us all after that race you know we were we were all kind of kind of breathing hard so so it was uh very exciting race that one was and and uh you know a lot of a lot of lap traffic and slide jobs and whatever going on so it was actually uh it was actually probably uh the most aggressive track of the three i think uh, it, it, does that track remind you of any other racetrack that you go to i i don't know if you've ever raced at eagle but that us 36 raceway was kind of built with the format of eagle raceway i don't know if you've ever been to eagle raceway or not but um, it, it's kind of similar to that racetrack. Yeah, uh, you know, I've never been to Eagle. I, I did. I did get a drive by it on the way out to to uh, I-80, and wanted to go over there and look at it, but I was in a holler and I just didn't get an opportunity to. But uh, never raced at Eagle. But um, um, it's definitely, you know, it, it definitely don't compare to. It's its own little thing, you know. It's it's high banked. Uh, one end's banked a little more than the other. Uh, one end, you kind of—I was driving in wide and exiting really low, and then the other corner, I was driving in low and exiting high. So, so it has two different two different corners to it for sure. And uh, usually, when you got two different corners, you know, it's hard to hit the setup right. So nobody's really got a perfect car, and that usually makes for some really good racing because everybody's kind of, kind of, you know, got a strong point and some weak points. Obviously, you know, different corners. So, uh, so, so I kind of kind of set up for the uh the one uh three and four which is the faster corner and uh try to make my hay down there and just kind of would navigate one and two but it's it's its own deal really it's uh it's a unique little place and and uh you know as for honestly a lot of racetracks are like that we try to compare them but it's just really hard to compare really any of them they're all their own thing when you get down to the details you know i heard you got a little advice before you raced there at us 36 Oh yeah, yeah, Mark uh, Dotson. You know he's won a won quite a few there, and yes, he and, has. Uh, I know there just before he kind of kind of quit racing, he was going going over there and winning quite a bit. So, 
he kind of gave me some ideas there when I went and kind of told me, you know, what to look for and, and, uh, and then, um, you know, kind of the line he used. So, so yeah, that was real helpful information. And, and I felt like maybe I had a leg up on everybody there. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, I thought, uh, Ryan Gustin was going to do well there, you know, uh, a lot of modified races have been up there at that racetrack over the years. I thought he'd do a little bit better than fifth, um, but it, it just it, he just couldn't muster it up. You were just a, a little bit better than everybody else. Um, do you? What do you think about this this trip? You know, we we've been talking about it. You know, we'd like to see you guys come back and do this little swing again between eighty one Humboldt maybe throw in a lakeside speedway or an I-70 speedway and put it in there a little bit. Uh, what do you think about this Midwest swing that they had? Well, you know, um, I, I think, I think a lot of the best tracks are, are in the Midwest and, um, you know, the, the Midwest, Midwest, and then the upper Midwest. And, and, uh, so I enjoy, I always enjoy coming out there and, you know, it's a, it's a long way from Winfield, Tennessee over there. So, mm. so, uh, you know, I I kind of thought they were big good tracks, and I was excited to come. You know, for those reasons, and I think they'll be back. Uh, um, you know, the more they add to it, the more guys they can get to follow out there. You know, uh, just just it's really just how you schedule it. And and uh, I was kind of concerned, honestly. I didn't really think I'd probably get to go weather weather wise. I thought it, you know, looking back in the summer to that schedule, I'm like, oh, there's probably no way we're going to have good weather for those races, right? So right. So and uh, the weather was surprisingly good, and and. Uh, uh, the tracks are really good, so um, as long as the, as long as it worked for the promoters, I'm sure the outlaws will probably end up back there. I would think. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So, how you feeling, Mike? I, I know you've been dinged up a little bit this year. Um, you would think maybe on a high bank track like US 36 Raceway that that might bother your back a little bit. Did it bother you at all? Uh, you know, um, you know what? You know, I was for. The, viewers is listening uh to clue them in there I, I broke my t10 t11 vertebrae this year and uh you know they the specialist told me that you know there's probably no no paralysis you know involved in it. it's just gonna hurt and uh so it, it it's been a little bit tough to deal with but uh heck it's gonna hurt whether i'm driving a race car or sitting on the couch watching tv so so That's i just have to do it and go and uh but it hopefully will get a little better as we go and and uh I'm fixing to give her a couple months here break, you know, when we get down here in, at Sonoma in a couple of weeks. So uh, that'll be probably much needed. You know, I actually um, had that happen on Saturday night or Friday night, and I was back in the car Tuesday at 4.11, you know. Um, so I didn't give it no time to, to rest up. So, so I'll get a little time to hit, let that heal up, and I think it'll be better going into next season. But it's not bothering me. It's no, uh, you know, other my right leg keeps going numb on me in the really long races and, Sometimes I get out there and I ain't really driving the car the best, and we have a caution, and I can get situated in the seat and get some blood flow back in my foot and and go again. So other than that, it's really not been a problem. But those 40, 50 lap races, you know, up on the wheel places, it's it's not been a problem. Really, it's not hindered me the least. Yeah, uh, just just getting good sleep and stuff like that's the, the tough thing about it. So uh, it, you said your right leg. Does that bother you uh, any when you're throttle controlled? Does that bother you at all when you get into a long race and you got a lot of laps going and you haven't had a yellow flag? Does that start to bother you a little bit? Yeah, it's hurt me a little bit. It's uh, at I-80 this year. Uh, it went numb on me, and at Eldora to Dream, uh, it went numb. And, uh, um, you know, it's just really hard to be 
how you how you it's really hard to drive the car good throttle control wise when you it, what's weird about it is when you decelerate you're not so sure sometimes your toes all the way off the gas oh. so so it's really hard to let off the pedal going in the corner like that so when you're giving it fuel it's you know fairly easy to kind of tell but you just kind of feel how by how the car's reacting under you but when you let off the gas you know it's hard to tell if you're giving it a little bit or none you know so so it's been um it's bothered me some um really looking forward to putting this behind me and hopefully it hopefully it's behind me soon but i've had to learn how to stretch more and just try to do things to get blood flow going there so uh not really sure why that why that's even doing that but uh part of getting old and crashing a lot i guess so when you my car owner always tells me when you do it a lot a lot happens and we do a lot you know yeah no doubt about it um are you going to go down and run the uh, uh the dirt track at charlotte with the world finals are you going to go down there and run that we didn't have it on the schedule um we're just going to watch the weather um um if it's if it's really nice weather and stuff we'll probably go if it's cold and rainy in that situation we'll probably just take off i'm definitely going to sonoa the week after they got a, a 20 and a 50 down there um it, you know pays really well and i've, I've been doing all the flow races so so we're definitely going to go to that one and charlotte's kind of up in the air it's uh i like going to charlotte but but honestly they're they're paying what it needs to be for such a big event you know so so maybe they'll maybe they'll uh they'll get that a little better in the future and if the weather's good i'm i'm good for i'm good with going but if it's going to be uh you know a situation where you know it's easy to blow a motor in cold weather and fast conditions we probably there's not a lot of not a lot of reward for the risk involved there so we'll just watch the weather and go from there what's that race pay to win uh, it paid 10 for a long time and i think it may be paying up uh, to 25 now but it's still still for what it is and the cost involved in it it's you know, and as many fans as they get, and they're really, uh, they really need to take care of us a little better on that one. And I think a lot of guys feel that way. Not, not complaining about it. It's an option. You can go if you want, or if you don't go, you know, it's fine too. But, but, uh, but you know, if, if for, for that size of a track and, and, you know, the cost involved in that, that deal, uh, we, we'll just watch the weather. If it's perfect weather and we feel like it's going to be a pretty easy weekend on things, weekend on things, we'll, we'll ease down there. But we'll just watch the weather and make make a decision on that a little later next week. I mean, the cost of the amount of days that you've got to be down there that has to, that's taxing on on a team, right? It, it is, and you know, we're, you know, everybody's a little tired this time of year too. So, right. so uh, uh, you know, before I kind of I kind of justified the pay by, you know, because their points championship winds up down there and. You know, I was on the good end of that deal a couple of years ago, and I was happy happy there's having it, and that's where they probably made a lot of the points money. But now with all the live streaming and all that, uh, you know, they could they could probably do a little better. So, so um, so as we uh, as we we look at all that, and then yeah, it's 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 a, it's a lot. You know, it's a kind of an expensive trip, and you use a lot of tires. You you really you just eat tires out there as fast as you put them on, and and uh, and lots of motors blow up on that track. So we got to factor all that stuff in. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, Mike, uh, let me tell you, uh, we've been pulling for you every time that we, you know, we're, we're big fans of yours because you've never said no to us coming on the show, and we always appreciate you doing so. Uh, we're really happy that you picked up the win up at US 36 Raceway on Sunday. Um, I I just hope that your back heals up. That's a, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I just hope that maybe during the winter months, are, are you trying to do any kind of uh, any kind of exercises to k- kind of help your back heal up a little bit? Are you trying to do a little bit of something? 
I haven't done any like rehab because I'm just I'm just gone so much, you know. Right. And and uh, so now that uh, now that winter's coming, I got a little time here. I'm gonna check into that, and I do some stretches and try to do some things. They're not necessarily for my back, but just keep the blood flow of my legs better, you know. So so uh, so there's there's some things there that that I need to try to improve on. But we just gotta gotta get the wheels uh, stopped on the bus long enough to do something, you know. So yeah. so um, so we're gonna have a little more time to do that, but. If we get my uh, my back feeling better and your blood pressure better, we'll both be both be uh, ready to go a little better the next season. I feel like. Well, I'm not getting any younger. I know that, and uh, man, you got to be careful with that blood pressure. That's all I know because I, the, the you know the worst thing that could happen is somebody at my age is have a stroke, right? And man, mm-hmm. you don't want to have a stroke. You just don't want that to happen because that could be the worst thing that could ever happen to a person. Really, in my eyes. I have a stroke right. like that. Yeah. So, well, well man, you just really got to, you, you know, you, you take the richest man in the world and he loses his health. Uh, he'd give anything to have it back. So it's the really the most important thing in the world uh, to us. And uh, we take that for granted a lot. And then you have these little problems and you, you kind of reevaluate things and get back on your, on your best behavior, you know, then health wise. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, we can't, can't, uh, got, got to have, you know, your health becomes before anything. So, so uh, just to keep that in mind every day and, and uh, try to do the best we can do and live our life and have fun and and enjoy uh, what we do, and that's about all we can do, and hopefully uh, hopefully it all works out, right? Yep, no doubt about it. Mike, I appreciate you always taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports, man. We, we're so happy for you. It's been a I, – I would say that if you were to grade out your year, this has been a pretty damn good year for you, hadn't it? It's uh, I feel like our our you know my my driving ability and I feel like our team and our uh, you know our equipment and everything we do just kind of kind of is uh trending in the right direction all the time you know so so I, I do feel like it's it's been probably been our best year uh, consistently running good and and just kind of being in the hunt every night and and winning our share of them you know so uh, I think we won. That was the thirteenth race of the year that we've won so far. Thirteenth, I think thirteenth. And um so it's been a great year really and, and uh and you know, we had a lot of lot of top you know, a lot of podium finishes in there. So uh so yeah, we couldn't ask for anything better. You know, we, we're always trying to work to be better, but uh we're we're definitely blessed to be as good as good at doing as good as we are and, and uh lots of racing and, and we just try to feed off of that and try to get better and better, you know. Yeah, is this been your best money year that you've had so far? Uh, yeah, yep, it has. And you know, we we've I, I think based off of you know per night, we've we've had years this good, but you know, just off the off the amount of racing we get to race, you know, we we've, we've probably averaged winning you know four or five thousand dollars per event, you know, this year. And um, so I'd say maybe maybe around I don't know maybe low four thousand range or something per per race so so if we you know as long as we're doing that every day uh you know my team owner don't have to dig in his pockets and right. and uh um you know we're able to keep this thing rolling and keep keep the bills paid and keep keep getting to do what we love every day you know so so uh it's uh you know our our team is not um we have the right equipment and good stuff but it's you know it's got to be results based you know we we yeah. definitely don't or my team owner don't say well we got half a million to lose this year that's what we're going to try to do you know it's not like that we start off with 
couple thousand in the bank and we just keep on rolling and try to keep the bills paid you know so so that's just how we do it and and uh so uh so this is this having good paying purses and lots of opportunities to win and then three night weekends and four night weekend or four race weeks and all that this year has been been awesome to keep all that going so racing's in a good place and and for me and definitely for out in your area you guys got some awesome racetracks lots of fans uh uh i was happy to see how well it was going out there all right. Well, Mike, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. We appreciate it. my dog is barking in the background. Can you hear it? I got a little puppy. Yeah. I got a little puppy. So <laughs> that's yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, well, Mike. Good deal. We'll, we'll uh, guys uh, have a good. Uh, if I don't get to talk to you, maybe I will. But if not, have a good Turkey Day and Christmas. And always, uh, thanks for having me on. And we'll talk to you the next one. All right, Mike. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right, there you have it. Mike Mahler joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. 
One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding mucus fuel treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott, Austin O'Neill, producer extraordinaire, helping us here today. What you think, think about that interview with Mike? What are, you know what I should have asked him? I should have asked him what it costs to open up the door at every race that they go to. What do you think? A couple grand probably to open up the door race? I'm going to say it's the p price to go Late model racing is very comparable to sprint cars. To sprint car racing, so yeah, I'm gonna say it's a couple grand to, to drop the door. Yeah, no doubt. Man, it, it, they he said they averaged about four thousand dollars a night. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that's almost running in the top. I mean, if you're running a base pay ten thousand a win show like we saw this weekend, that's almost running in the top three, top five every night. Or every time you're at a ten thousand win show, not including you know the shows that you win that are twenty five, fifty, and you know close to a hundred thousand dollars to win. So yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I I'm curious what Marie is talking about here. I'm not really sure, but she says Pete has no right to comment on anything after his display of unsportsmanlike antics on Macri at BAPS. Marie, I wish I knew what, exactly what you were talking about, but I, I have no idea. Um, I, I'm clueless. If I had a little more information. Now, Pete's one of our regular listeners, but... Um, Just read the comment over again and it explains it. It does? Just read the comment over again. Word for word. No right to comment on anything after its display of unsportsmanlike antics on Macri at BAPS. What happened at BAPS this weekend? When he went up there and kicked the front wing. Oh, oh. He went up and kicked the front wing of Macri. Yeah. Was, was, that was Double D, wasn't it, that kicked him? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
What'd you think about that, Austin? What would you do if somebody come up and kicked your nose wing like that? Well, he didn't do anything to it. I would have. You can stand on it. If you're gonna do something, it, it, stand on it. You know, it'll buckle. You know what I like more than anything. Danny's 200 pounds. It's that wing can. I mean, it's it's they're strong, but you could do some damage if you just stand on it. You know, me Please. personally, what I like more than anything is when somebody goes up there and pulls the plug wires off. Yeah, that one too. That, you should that, have done that. That's a pretty good one, isn't it? When somebody goes up there and, and you're sitting in your car, you're under a red, and a guy goes up there and he just jerks off the plug wires off the off your car, you're done at that point. That or walk around with a valve stem remover in your uh, or valve cord remover in your pocket and walk up and accidentally you know, pull the air out of your left rear tire. Or just have a knife and stick it. Eh, I mean, I don't really don't. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't pull a knife out of the racetrack. Right. That's not, that That wouldn't be good. Um. So, do, do you think Macri had that one coming? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, he ran over Danny on the restart. He just, uh, Danny started second, um, or was on the outside row, and and he kind of, it washed up about a half a lane, and and his momentum was not as great as Anthony, and but Anthony never lifted, and it's not the first time those two have had a run, and they've, uh, I can't remember if it was opening night this year or the year before, they were in a argument on the front stretch at Lincoln for the icebreaker, and uh, they've just been a magnet to each other, I feel like, for the past, oh, since Anthony got really good and was competing for wins. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those, you know, rivals that, you know, is always entertaining. Yeah. Um, this weekend, the Western World is going to be going on out at Paul Speedway um, in Somerton, uh, Air, uh Arizona. It's not really, it's not really Yuma. It's Southerton. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I really don't care what the track said. I just go there if I'm going to race. Yeah. Well, um, it's going to be uh, USAC and CRA and the national sprints and going to pay 10,000 to win. That's this, I think that's Friday and Saturday, isn't it? I believe. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. You know what I'd like to really go to? There's a lot of races I'd love to go to, but it's just not in the budget. Um, I'd really like to go to the Oval Nationals out at Par Paris Auto Speedway. That's November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. That would be a great race to go to, wouldn't it? Yeah, especially, uh, you know, the Oval Nationals is is one of the, you know, prestigious, uh, you know, especially on the West Coast, but... You know, USAC races, you know, throughout the whole year, and it's it's right at the end of the schedule, so you're always going to see something entertaining with the points championship, you know, ending up there. And um, you also, you never know what uh, what's going to be the last race won in California with the wonderful EPA rules or, um, you know, what's going on at Paris right now with, I think it's a water treatment plant behind the track, um, you know, wanting to expand and, and buy the facility. The facility is... Um, if it's not a water treatment plant behind it, it's, it's something that's behind the track that is trying to buy the land and, um, repurpose it. So yeah, you know, anytime you can, you can go to those, you know, crown jewel events, you know, you definitely want to go there cause you never know what, what your last one's going to be. That would be one of the biggest blows in motorsports to lose Paris auto speedway. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that is, 
one of the most legendary well, racetracks around, man. If if it goes this year, it'll be uh, right with uh, Stockton '99 and going too. So that's two, you know, big, you know, California tracks that are going to be um, gone or or nothing uh, within the next year or two. So yes, California racing is about to to be something of the past. Not all of California racing. I don't think all of it's going to be that way. I mean, I, I could see where where you would think that because the property it's in not California just, is worth so much it's money. It's not just the property; it's, it's the value. With, with no, it's it's the government and then trying to force the the EPA, EPA. you know, neat group, new green deal, all environmental, you know, cleanness and. California changes. You have 14 other states that change and follow their rules too, and that's I believe highlighting states of Virginia, Michigan, um, I believe maybe Arizona, New Mexico, a couple other states up on the Northeast that they, you know, they make a, a government law that you know bans you know the emission uh, altercations or um, what do you call it uh, where you change your your exhaust or whatever. Or just the new Green Deal and the EPA rules, you're going to see racing, you know, be something of the past in those states. Well, I, what I do know is when I lived out in California, you used to have to take your car in once a year to get the smog control units checked on your car. So I don't know. We'll have to see how that works out. Well, it's uh, it's been a good show. Now, tomorrow, uh, everybody knows that Steve Post is going to join us on tomorrow's Mostly Motorsports. It's always good to talk to Steve about everything that's going on in the world of winged sprint car racing as well as uh, what's going on in the world of NASCAR as well. And uh, we always enjoy our conversation with Steve Post. We're looking forward to that tomorrow again. We hope that uh, everybody will tune in to the show and, and take a listen. It's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. And uh, I can't thank Austin for doing his job the way he does. He's just a, a great asset to the show, and we always appreciate his input here on Mostly Motorsports as well. For Austin O'Neill, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Steve Post will join us tomorrow as well. And until then, we'll say good night or say good afternoon, and we'll see you tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports. See you then. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. 
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works.